0: well good morning everyone my name is brian and today is monday july 24th 2023 and this is episode 471 of the lots project podcast a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control and it's another coffee with brian monday morning monday monday how is everyone doing i see backwoods butcher there missed my man meh, missed my morning family over the weekend well we are here again we are here. We missed you on Friday, I believe you weren't around. Um, what were you doing? What is more important? <laughs> Taking care of those piglets, maybe. Uh morning, Gingerbread Farm. See you there in the comments. Morning, Joe Blakesley. How we doing, Blakesley Acres? Ooh, Philippine Nomad, how we doing? Good morning, good evening. How's it going over there? Uh, and gingerbread says weekends are rough without this show. Well, I appreciate it, gentlemen. I definitely do. Uh, it's been a rough one for us also. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, I think Friday we talked about, uh, Friday we talked about getting stuck on our way into our Colorado property we're staying at. Uh, we moved twice, twice since then, three times since then, three times, I believe. Uh, we are parked for four days this week. I will I uh, will talk about kind of the weekend, how things went, and then what we got coming up uh, this week and where we're at now. So it is what it is, guys. It is it is what it is. It's been a long trip so far. Uh, Corey and I are both getting ready to. Uh, we're both ready to kind of be parked for a little bit and um, and get back into a routine, get some rest. And uh, it's been. It is. Um, It is tough. It is. uh, We know how we like to travel, and this isn't necessarily it. This was kind of a trip that we planned. We took off on, and uh, we'll get back, and we'll reevaluate, but I don't know if we will necessarily travel in this particular fashion again, but it was what had to be done. It it had a purpose, and uh, we accomplished our goals, so. There is that Uh, next Monday, a week from today, I will be doing, uh, well, Corey and I both, I believe I talked her into coming on and participating, but doing um, a trip recap. We'll be talking about uh, kind of what our goals were, if we accomplished them, things we learned, highlights, lowlights, and everything in between. So we'll be bullshitting about that. I'm guessing it'll be at least an hour. We might end up doing a little longer or a couple episodes uh, revolving around that and then also kind of jump in on the plans that we've come up with uh, for the rest of the year or uh, the short term near term or what we're doing so a lot of things are shaking out over the trip and we're making some decisions and then enacting those plans when we get back because it's all about stages and uh, going through and accomplishing things and then setting new goals and that's where we're at but uh yeah anyway what we got in the cup this morning? I got a 4 package while we were on the trip. I got them. Um, <laughs> I got. Uh, I got to pick it up at our our domicile address, our mailbox that out in South Dakota. We were able to have uh, my coffee shipment sent there, pick it up, and uh, get to meet the people there that are actually our address. So that was kind of cool. But uh, I have a whole bunch of new coffee for the month. I have some Silver Bullet blend. I had uh, some other stuff, and the one that caught my eye that I picked uh, to open up since I was—I uh, ran through my bag of GSD I was drinking is uh, the Brian's Blend. Brian's Blend just looked like it would hit the spot, opened it up. It was actually a bonus bag, which was awesome. Uh, grabbed that, and the last few mornings, it has been phenomenal. So thanks, Brian, for the Brian's Blend. And if you guys want to pick up any premium air-roasted coffee, definitely check out Food Forest Farms. The link is always in the blog post uh, blog post that I do for each episode right there in the description when I mention uh, what coffee I'm drinking then I uh, make it a, a link right over to the page where you can buy it so check that out if you're looking for some good coffee the stuff is absolutely phenomenal so anyway good morning Canadian farmstead how we doing how we doing backwood butcher said Brian's blend is awesome yes yes it is for sure um, And Backwoods says he's glad he gets to say hi to you live next Monday night. So you better be there. You better be there. Um, Anyway, let's get to that perfect cup question and then history segment. And then we will uh, talk about our interesting weekend. All right, everyone, it's time for the 126th edition of The Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram feed at t.me lotsfeed. That's t.me slash L-O-T-S-F-E-E-D. You can also find the questions posted across social media on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, MeWe, Instagram, and Noster. But the best place to get your answer in and guarantee that I will see it and put it on the show is in that Telegram channel, t.me lotsfeed. Perfect cup question of the day today is, what's the most exciting thing that has happened to you this year? What, what is the most exciting thing that has happened to you this year? And Corey, uh, a little while back, uh, suggested that I answer the question because um, <laughs> because I uh, I was asking the question, I was going through the audience answers and never answering. She said I was I was cheating, so I have been put throwing my answer out there first every day, and uh, I also make Corey throw her answer out there at the end. So it gets kind of tough when it's a question like this when we do most of our things together and um, enjoy the same type of things because what's the most exciting thing i mean we both we couldn't have the same answer and she goes i'm going first i'm going first so i had to come up with a better answer than hers hers is good i'm going to save it till last but mine is the most exciting thing that's happened to me was uh well it must have been about in april uh, hadn't had a, a real good shower in like six months. Uh, it had been a military style shower in the little RV shower. It, uh, you know, enough to get you clean, but not enough to make you feel like you took a really nice shower. And uh, we, t- we found a outdoor shower at one of our hip camps we were staying at. And I think the most exciting thing was the, the hour plus long shower. Uh, in Texas, outside, watching a sunset with my wife—I uh, don't think it gets much better than that. And add on top that it was uh, the first in the first real good one in like six months, and it was like I could burn my skin off with the water. It was so hot. So that was mine, guys. That was mine. It's uh, it's something that uh, will definitely be a highlight for the whole year. And being here at uh, the end of July is definitely one of the most exciting things I've had. And I think that it tops her answer, but we'll wait and see at the end and see what, uh, what she has, because it's pretty good too. It's pretty good too. Uh, Kyle weighed in backwards. Butcher says his, for his batch of his first batch of piglets from the farm uh, or on the farm. um, And uh, yeah, they just came out and the, the pictures are fantastic. The videos are fantastic. That Back, backwards having a great time. Uh, his wife is having a great time. Um, <laughs> and uh, bottle feeding that uh that little run to add i think i think the run's back with uh with the litter now so that's good are they called a litter uh but anyway kyle says his first batch of piglets born on the farm congratulations there josh uh the renegade butcher says i got the real interwebs and yeah he got high speed internet canadian farmstead weighs in on the comments and says josh gets faster internet and his activity drops off uh what's going on over there on twitch how we doing uh valves by the way uh canadian farm says he got fast internet and his activity drops off and uh, backwards butcher says leaves the guy alone he's currently living on the surface of the sun down there in texas and canadian farm said says uh i think he found out there are videos of naked women online uh so that's why josh hasn't been around but uh yeah, but, uh, the Renegade Butcher says he got the real interwebs, and um, he's living on the face of the sun, I guess. So, uh, Micah weighed in and said, possibly buying a very big piece of property. The back and forth on this has been a lot slower than I had expected, though. Trying to get a proper contract written up now. Um, Joseph Blakesley says, the opportunity to build a butcher shop and work for myself. Canadian Farmstead says, I got nothing. <laughs> Boy, He says, I'm enjoying life, but it's not super exciting. And yeah, I I hear you. I hear you. That's not always a bad thing to not have excitement and definitely enjoying life. And that's kind of uh, Corey and I have looked at each other at the end of the last few days every day and just been like, well, it was another day. We get to go to sleep and try it again tomorrow. So excitement isn't always cracked up to be always so canadian farmstead glad you're enjoying life uh james over gingerbread farm weighed in let me grab a sip here and i will uh i'll get into these Uh, i got a couple of long ones here at the end uh james says uh his trainee driving the gravel train almost rear ended a bulk propane truck in the gravel train then 20 miles later almost flipped in a turn the "you are insane" response from my hysterical laughter in both situations was totally worth the near-death experiences. Pretty sure he had, uh, he has pl- uh, plot armor and can't die. I mean, laughing in the face of the death is uh, sometimes the best uh, the best way to cope with that. Um, I don't know about training people driving a gravel train like that. That could get pretty rough. Um, let's see. let's see clark clark um up there in canada canadia says we're doing a lot of work on our house it's exciting to see the progress happening yeah long long um long projects watching them progress and hit benchmarks is always uh exciting for sure Pip weighed in. Pip from Duction Cups, who were interviewing, who whose interview gets played tonight. Uh, Lisa, Pip, and AJ from Duction Cups came on the show we recorded uh, last week, I believe, or the week before, and it will air tonight at six central. So check that out. On lots to talk about feed, but Pip weighed in and said, "I wanted to check the definition of exciting, ca- which is causing great enthusiasm or eagerness." I wanted to double check because gingerbread's last line of of plot armor and can't die led me to double check the definition of exciting. Uh, The concept of ducking actually comes to mind. He says he's ducked a few people this year. Uh, If you don't know what that is, it's when uh, Jeepers give other Jeepers a little uh, rubber ducky and duction cups come in real handy with them. But um He says he's ducked a few people this year, three, I think, and I've seen two reactions. He said the latest ducking was just yesterday. The dude cracked a little grin and the dude S, the female dude, got kicked out of, got a kick out of getting ducked. He says, shout out to smoking donuts. And I read this and I thought this was phenomenal. He says, shout out to smoking donuts in Orlando. They have barbecue and they have donuts and they have barbecue on donuts, they have barbecue on donuts. This is phenomenal. Um, he's, he says his third ducking was yesterday while picking up a brisket sandwich. Uh, if Florida Dude recalls the Duction Cups interview is on tonight. Yes, Pip, it is on tonight, 6 Central. And uh, he'd say that his and their first interview is as an exciting thing also. Well, I'm glad you're excited, Pip. I was uh, excited to do it also. It was a good, um, it was definitely a good 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 uh interview i enjoyed it it was fun thanks for coming on and uh i hope everybody enjoys listening to it tonight and let's wrap up this perfect cup question with corey my beautiful bride she weighed in and her answer was south dakota residency getting her south dakota residency and i agree i agree we got it we did the whole process together that was the the main point of our trip and we got that uh we got that all taken care of got our driver's licenses got our vehicles registered and that's good that is good so south Dakota go to residency i think that was pretty exciting and uh that's been a drive for oh well the combination culmination of if we start with when we were going to do the trailer when we decided we were going to take off and leave for minnesota i would say uh, about two and a half years going on three years it's been since that was in the works so South Dakota wasn't always the plan that wasn't always the residency plan right from the beginning, but it soon was as we uh, decided we wanted to live nomad and uh, we put that all together and finally made it happen when all the pieces came together so. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. If we can roll back to Tennessee and get back to our parking spot uh, that we probably were going to settle down in, then uh, we'll definitely have a big, big accomplishment. But anyway, that was the perfect cup question of the day. Uh, I think I have one up here in the comments. I want to grab uh, Mike, the Philippine nomad, weighed in in the comments and said he went to the beach and it was nice and hot. Take a scorching day over this cold weather. Uh, Mike's missing his, uh, Mike's missing his warm weather. I, I apologize. I apologize. So, all right, well, let's wrap it up again. If you want to participate in the, if you want to participate in the perfect cup question of the day, check out the telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed that's t.me slash lots feed usually about midday every day i post a question up in there you see it you reply to it and your your answer will be on the show otherwise you can find it on facebook twitter instagram me we linkedin i think i got them all again this has been another edition of the perfect cup now back to the main show Uh, back with butcher says he doesn't think South Dakota is ever their original plan. Well, well, I don't know if you know the story, you, you kind of showed up to the game late. Um, but, uh, originally we were going to go to Ohio, Idaho, Idaho, and just buy property. And as soon as we became, we realized that we were going to do the RV and we wanted to travel for a minimum of a year minimum, um, before we settle down and uh, go long-term anywhere um, or like a forever residence, uh, as soon as that became clear, we started looking into, well, how do you have residency? And there are a few states that it's a possibility in South Dakota being one of them and us being in in Minnesota. We did all our planning. We did all our planning right then and there and decided South Dakota was going to be it. We were supposed to do it on our way leaving Minnesota after we sold our property, but, uh, things fell through there. We had to leave and make a trip back up here this summer to get it done. So that's South Dakota has been their original plan. there uh, backwards. And he says he doesn't think, uh, it's because of our love of potatoes. I don't think, I don't think they grow potatoes. They don't grow, grow many potatoes in South Dakota, do they? From what I could see, it was corn. And then we got, um, I, ha, got, we saw corn for the first uh, first half on the eastern side, and then you get into the to the Black Hills, and it's pretty uh, like nothing. So, morning, K Bonk. How we doing this morning? Glad you could weigh in and uh, and stop by. Let's uh, let's get to that uh, history segment. That lots of history segment brought to you by Pip over at Duction Cups. And if you want to hear how Duction Cups came to be. And uh, a little chat with the three, the, the, the triumvirate from uh, from Duction Cups, Lisa, AJ, and Pip. You'll have to check them out. Uh, you'll have to check them out and uh, and see them tonight. On lots to talk about. Anyway, let's get to that history segment. Let me pull it up here, and here we go. July twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. July 24th. Happy Monday humans. Welcome to the weekend weekday. Welcome to the weekday. <laughs> Excuse me. 160 sun cycles are remaining in the solar loop that humans call 2023. Be warned, there's foul there's a foul plot afoot. Pip checks his feet. Sorry, that's his foot stepped in dog poo. I'm going to clean this up and here's lots of history. Oh poo! You stepped in poo. Oh no! All right. This day, July twenty fourth, nineteen eleven, Hiram Bingham the third rediscovers manchu Picchu, the lost city of the Incas. The agricultural methods farmers favored during this period created the conditions for large scale erosion. Under certain wait, Pip. <laughs> Pip, sorry. Pip wrote, uh, we found Machu Picchu, the lost city of Incas, and then told us about the Dust Bowl. (laughs) Oops. Sorry, Pip. Uh, Pip says he's lost a cup of coffee, lost his phone, but he's never lost his city. Uh, He lost his copy and paste. Because the next segment, July 24th, 1935, the Dust Bowl heat wave reaches its peak, sending temperatures to 109 degrees Fahrenheit in Chicago and 104 degrees Fahrenheit in Milwaukee. For you, you, those of you north of the border, that's 43 degrees Celsius in Chicago and 40 degrees Celsius in Milwaukee. The drought came in three waves, 1934, 1936, and 1939 and 40, but some regions of the High Plains experienced drought conditions for as long as eight years. Pips notes the agricultural methods farmers, used, farmers favored during the period created the conditions for large-scale erosion under certain environmental conditions. The widespread conversion of the land by deep plowing and other soil preparation methods to enable agricultural agriculture eliminated the native grasses that held the soil in place and helped retain moisture during dry periods. (laughs) Pip says he messed that one up. No worries. No worries. Uh, This day, July 24th, 1966, Michael Pelkey along with Brian Sherbert, make the first base jump from El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. Both came out with broken bones. Base jumping has now been banned from the El Cap area in Yosemite National Park. Pip's notes, but not banned for long. There's vague talk about filming jumps in 1978 and after. Carl Bonish was an important catalyst behind modern base jumping. And in 1978, he filmed jumps from El Capitan made use made using ram air parachutes and the free fall technique track tacking tracking technique while base jumps have been made prior to that time the El Capitan activity was the was the effective birth of what is now called base jumping. Pip side notes base jumping is widely believed to have started by a dude named Fausto Verenzio who was a polymath and a bishop from um Pip deletes a strange city name that has odd letters. (laughs) What is now present-day Italy? A a seriously ill 65-year-old jumped out of a 323-foot-tall building to test the first parachute. Pip's knows after Google Foo session, that'll be a story for January 27th. Stay tuned till January 27th, guys. This day, July 24th, 1980... The Quietly Confident Quartet of Australia wins the men's 4x100 meter medley relay at the Moscow Olympics, the only time the United States, America, has not won the event at Olympic level. We fast. We're fast in the United States. Uh, the United States, the winner of all previous editions of this event, was boycotting the game in response to the Soviet-Afghan war. The only way they could beat us is to get us not to participate. Pips notes, there was some form of irony here, not just sir, where where uh, sips coffee moving on. Oh, the Soviet-Afghan war. Let's boycott that. I don't know. How many years did we spend over there? They played in the Olympics. Uh, let me see. Let me see. July 24th, 1987. Hulda Crooks, at 91 years of age, climbed Mount Fuji, Crooks became the oldest person to climb the Japan's highest peak. An American mountaineer, dietitian, vegetarianism activist, affectionately known as Grandma Whitney, she successfully scaled the 14,505-foot Mount Whitney 23 times between the ages of 65 and 91. She had climbed 97 other peaks during this period. At the age of 91, she became the oldest woman to complete the ascent of Mount Fuji in Japan, Crooks was sponsored by Dents 2, and and a photograph was taken of her at the top of the mountain. She hiked the entire 212-mile John Muir Trail in the High Sierras, completing the hike in segments over five years. Pip's notes in 1990, an act of Congress renamed Day Needle, one of the peaks in Whitney's area, the Crooks Peak, in her honor. That's an old lady climbing a lot of... Altitude for sure. This day, July 24th, 2019, Queen's iconic Bohemian Rhapsody video reached 1 billion views on YouTube, a new record for one of the band's videos. The milestone made it the first pre 1990s video to reach 1 billion views on the platform. Bohemian Rhapsody was also named as the most Googled song of 2018 who was born July 24th, July 24th, 1725, John Newton, English sailor and priest, an English ev- evangelical Anglican cleric and slavery abolitionist. He had previously been a captain of slave ships and an investor in the slave trade. He served as a sailor in the Royal Navy after forced com- recruitment and was himself enslaved for a time in West Africa. He is noted for being author of the hymns Amazing Grace and Glorious Things of Three Are Spoken. Pips notes in, in 1748, during his return voyage to England aboard uh, the ship Greyhound, Newton had a spiritual conversion. Uh, he awoke to find the ship caught in a severe storm off the coast of, of, of County Dongal, Ireland, and about to sink. In response, Newton began praying for God's mercy, after which the storm began to die down. After four weeks at sea, the Greyhound made it to port in Low Swilly, Ireland. This experience marked the beginning of the conversion to Christianity. July 24th, 1897, Amelia Earhart, American pilot and author, was born. She set many records. She was also one of the first aviators to promote commercial air travel, wrote best-selling books about her flying experiences, and was instrumental in the formation of the 99s, an organization for female pilots. Pip's notes, check gauges. Okay, wormhole drive active. The 99s, in August 1929, a small group of female pilots met informally in Cleveland, Ohio, following the United States Women's Air Derby, and that group agreed that there needed to be Need there was a need to form an organization to support women in the burgeoning field of aviation. On November 2nd, 1929, the organization was founded at the Curtis Field near Valley Stream, New York, really, uh, by 26 licensed female pilots for the mutual support and advancement of women pilots. At the suggestion of Amelia Earhart, the organization's name was taken from the number of characters charter members setting on 99s based on response received by the by the that Christmas the 99s has 153 chapters and 27 regional sections across the globe in 2022 including a virtual chapter ambassador 99 which meets online for those who are too busy or mobile to be in the region for long huh interesting July 24th 1919 Kenneth K Klein connect Klinkennecht, NASA manager. Uh, dude worked for the United States National Advisory Committee on Aeronautics as an engineer and continued to continued at NASA to become a manager of the Mercury Gemini Apollo CSM Skylab Shuttle and Space Lab. After retiring from NASA, he worked for Lockheed Martin for nine years. This day, July 24th, 1942, Chris. Sarah Sarandon, excuse me, American actor, an American actor well-known for playing a variety of iconic characters, including Jerry, Jerry Dandridge in Friday Night, uh, Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride, Detective Mike Norris in Child's Play, and Jack Skellington in The Nightmare Before Christmas. He was nominated for Academy Awards for Best Supporting Actor for his performance (laughs) as Leon Shermer in Dog Day Afternoons. Pip's notes, fucking Princess Bride, best all-around movie ever. It's okay if you doubt me. Most people don't know they're wrong. Pip's also says, hey, Pip, the movie Heat, you are doubted. Pip's retort, he's talking to himself. Uh, Florida dude yells back his best claim and respects the movie Heat and will shut his mouth. Pip arguing with himself in the notes. This day, July 24th, 1963, Carl Malone, American basketball player and coach. He was two-time NBA Most Valuable Player, a 14-time NBA All-Star, and an 11-time member of the All-NBA First Team. His 36,928 career points scored scored, ranks third all-time in NBA history behind LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he holds the record for the most free throws made and attempted and the most regular season games started in addition to being tied for the second-most first-team all-NBA selection with Kobe Bryant. And behind LeBron James, Pips Notes, co Ball, Who died? Let's see who kicked off today, July 24th, 1862. Martin Van Buren, American lawyer, politician, eighth president of the United States. An American... Uh, an American lawyer, diplomat, and statesman of New York, Dutch descent, who served as the eighth president of the United States from 1837 to 1841. Van Buren was born in Kinderhook, New York, where most residents of, were of Dutch descent and spoke Dutch as their primary language. He was the first president to have been born after the American Revolution, in which his father served as a patriot. He was the only president to have spoken in English as a second language. So far. Pip's notes: Van Buren, at five foot six inches tall, was small in stature and effectively nicknamed "Little Van." Hey, Little Van! That's like the little armored one. <coughs> this day, July twenty fourth, nineteen seventy, Peter de Noraha, American businessman, Indian—excuse me, Indian businessman, philanthropist, and civil servant, a businessman and civil servant of the Kanpur, India. He was knighted by Pope Paul VI in 1965 for his work for the Christian communities in India. Pips notes, wait, I thought the Pope blessed people and royalty does the knighting. Legacy controllers be weird. (laughs) I didn't know you could get knighted by a Pope either. This day, July 24th, 2012, Robert Ledley, American psychologist, Physiologist and physis- physicist invented the CT scan. Uh, professor of uh, physiology and biophysics and the professor of radiology at Georgetown University School of Medicine pioneered the use of electric digital computers in biology and medicine. In 1960, he established the National Biomedical Research Foundation, a nonprofit research organization dedicated to the promoting of use of computers and electronic equipment in biomedical research. Pips notes. Ledley also carried out work related to computer design in 1970, when Moore's law was still a relatively new idea and when most powerful computer had 1,000 a, a to 2,000 logic gates. Ledley wrote a paper titled Realization of a Billion Gate Computer, in which he speculated the co- capabilities of trans, trans transistorized computer that had a billion logic gates. Uh, This day, July 24th, 2013, Gary Davis, American pilot and activist, created the World Passport, an international peace activist best known for renouncing his American citizenship and interpreting the United Nations in interrupting the United Nations in 1948 to advocate for world government as a way to end nationalist wars. Davis founded the International Registry of World Citizens in Paris in January 1949, which registered over 750,000 individuals. On September 4th, 1953, Davis formed an organization, the World Government of World Citizens, which with the stated aim of furthering fundamental human rights. He additionally formed the World Service Authority in 1954 as the government's executive and administrative agency, which issues its own. Fantasy passports, along with fantasy birth and other certificates, to customers. Davis first used the world passport on a trip to India in 1956 and was allegedly admitted into some countries using it. Pips notes in, 19- in 2012, Davis sent WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange a world passport only weeks before he died. Davis sent a world passport to whistleblower Edward Snowden in Moscow in care of the Russian authorities. Ah, we need government, government, government. We need more government. We need a world government, not these nation governments. So, yeah, it is what it is. This day, July 24th, 2015, Peg Lynch, American actress and screenwriter and American writer, actress, sitcom creator. The BBC dubbed her the woman who invented sitcom. She created, wrote, starred in, and owned her own sitcom and retained that ownership throughout her life. It was a Kate radio that Lynch first introduced the husband and wife characters of Ethel and Albert born as a three minute filler sketch in her woman's show. The sketch was successful and adapted to sell products on the show. Lynch played Ethel and the station announcer played Albert. After four months at Kate Lynch moved to WCHV in Charlottesville, Virginia, and then on to WTBO in Cumberland, Maryland in 1941. Continuing to develop Ethel and Albert as she went, expanding it to WTBO into a five-time-per-week, 15-minute evening feature. Willis Conover played Albert. Pips note: She wrote over 11,000 scripts for radio and television. 2020, July 24th, 2020, we lost Regis Philbin. Oh my gosh! American actor and television host, an American television presenter, talk show host, game show host, comedian, actor, and singer. Once. Called the hardest working man in show business, he held the Guinness World Record for the most hours spent on US television, surpassing previous record holder Hugh Downs. Holidays today, Carnival of Awasu in Tunisia, Children's Day in Vanatu, Pioneer Day in Utah, Police Day in Poland, and Simon Bolivar Day in Ecuador, Venezuela, Colombia, and Bolivia. It is also Navy Day in Venezuela. This has been Pip with DuctionCups.com, letting you know that, yes, I shortchanged the history segment a bit. Been working on recording content on installing some new accessories on Mom's Wrangler, both for Duction Cups and for One Door Off, my new YouTube channel for automotive stuff. I have no idea when I'll be posting it, if ever. Now, if y'all would excuse me, now that my shoes are clean, I'll be working on Mom's Jeep. I'm off to record me installing new stuff into Mom's Wrangler. I have dubbed it bucktooth. Sooner or later, I'm, I'll make a story about it. Well, no need to wait, really. I painted the front toe hooks white. They look like two teeth sticking out. <laughs> anyway, enough babble. We all have stuff to listen to. Back to Brian for some stuff and things. Thanks, Pip. Thanks, Pip. July 24th. Lots of history. I appreciate it, and I hope you got some stuff installed. Let me see what we got in the comments. Uh, If you enjoy the history segment, be sure to check out Duction Cups and DuctionCups.com slash L-O-T-S. That's DuctionCups.com slash LOTS is my new affiliate link for Duction Cups. I appreciate it. And be sure to check out that interview tonight. It was a good one. Um, Pip says he messed that one up. And um, holy crap, guys. I... (laughs) <laughs> oh all right well anything important in those comments from uh from about the last 10 minutes please uh repost them because i can't read that and continue to do the show um anyway anyway what uh what do we got left to talk about today Ah, uh, so friday i think it's friday morning friday morning would have been the last show i think friday thursday was the day we got stuck right thursday yes friday. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday, we got stuck because when I talked about getting stuck on Friday. So Friday, we had to leave uh, the Colorado location that we got stuck. If you didn't catch the show on Friday, uh, we got stuck on a very, very greasy road in Colorado that uh, the greater driver had uh, scraped the sand. Um, Backwoods Butcher says the most important thing in the comments that I missed is that his dad likes black penises okay, well, good for your dad man good I'm mean, glad at least he has uh, at least he has a preference um, but anyway the greater driver it was a bad culmination greater driver had scraped all the sand off the off the top layer um, they had gotten a huge rainstorm downpour before we got there. They've had more rain in the last four months than they've had in like the last 15 years according to the landowner um, so just a, a, a storm a perfect storm of yeah, you're fucked and we got onto this road we got uh, a few miles in and just and couldn't couldn't move um landowner was able to come and give us a little tug and get us moving and then i mud bogged for like literally for two and a half miles uh through to get it to the property property was nice it was nice and firm and uh we were able to pull out of there we followed the locals advice and went out not the direction we came in uh they said that you know this road here is more firm and gave us some directions to get back to town, get back to um, um, get back to pavement was our our what we wanted for sure. <coughs> so, you know, being having learned and having listened to more than one local say, "Hey, you're gonna want to go down a mile, take a left, and then go back to town and get on the pavement." Um, if you go straight the way the directions are going to want you, you're going to have to go down through a river bottom and it's going to get soupy. It's going to get more soupy than it was where you got stuck. We didn't want to deal with that. We had to, uh, we had to drive. It wasn't a horrible long drive, but we had to drive that day, um, a significant distance. And so we decided to take the locals advice. We, um, took off. It was Okay. And then it wasn't okay, and then it got really shitty. Uh, Corey did a fantastic job about 15 miles, uh, through um, off and on pretty mud boggy stuff. Uh, we didn't get to the point where we were crawling along and fishtailing like crazy, but she did uh, manage to feather her way through many large mud holes for sure on the way out. Uh, it was intense you know, 40 minutes, 15 miles in 40 minutes. And once we got to the pavement, we were good. We were good. So that was a little bit of, um, that was a little bit of excitement and uh, the rest of the drive went well. The rest of the drive went well. We went, uh, out into the middle of Kansas, like we looked at the map and I think it was like literally the middle of Kansas and Kansas is the middle of the United States. So we were little, literally approximately in the middle of the continental United States on Saturday morning. Uh that site was beautiful. Uh not a whole lot to do. Uh the 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 property owner said, "Hey, do you like beer?" Everybody there was talking about beer. So I was like, "Okay, well, There must be beer around. And after our uh, beginning to our drive, we were both ready to have a couple of adult beverages. Um, Corey said, uh, uh, Pip says, good morning, Corey. And uh, Backwoods Butcher says, um, good morning, Corey, also. (laughs) Uh, So we took the the landowner's advice and decided to go get some beer because they had a new brewery opened in town. It was open only on the weekends. And they had pizza and this and that. Well, it was hot. We had the air on. Corey didn't really want to go anywhere, and I didn't blame her after uh, after the beginning of her drive. So I took off, went down to Tom, got some, uh, got some gas, and uh, headed over and found this brewery and went in. And it was a decent amount of people. It was still early. It was probably only 4 o'clock or so when I got in there. And so there were a few people in there eating. Um, the, the bartender had no idea what she was doing. She, I think it was her first day. She couldn't ring in things, all this shit. So, um, we got down and finally, uh, the owner actually came out and was joking around with me and he's like, do you you come here often? And I'm like, yeah, no, first time, probably last. (laughs) And he, he, uh, I was like, can I buy some beer and take it home from your little brewery restaurant here? And he says, um, yeah k-bong k-bong says craft beer in kansas who to thunk it well i wish they hadn't have thunk it um very entertaining while i was there the guy was a he was a goober but he um he was funny i mean he was joking around he was doing his best um but i was like hey what should i get because it was all it was all local brew there was no nothing there um that i recognized it was all either local breweries from the area or in-house and so I was like, Well, what do you have? And he's like, What do you like? I was like, Well, I like a you know a darker beer. And he's like, Well, here, this is uh, amazing grace nut brown nut ale. And I was like, Okay. I like I like Newcastle. Like I can I can get on board with a with a brown nut ale and I can do that. Um, yeah, Kyle, go ahead and clip that as much as you want. And then Corey, uh, she likes um she doesn't like as dark of a beer, so I asked, and the guy's like, well, we have this really light pale ale. Uh, it's called Fuck Around and Find Out. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's if that's not a sign, then uh, then I'm not sure what is. So I picked up some of them. It was funny. The guy named his beer, Fuck Around and Find Out. And every time he would say it, he would lean in and really like whisper it like, you should get the Fuck Around and Find Out. Like, dude, why are you naming your fucking beer that if you're not going to say it? um anyway grabbed grabbed uh two four packs that's what they sold them in was four packs of 16 ounce cans grabbed two four packs brought it home and man i i i want to support local businesses i want to support guys that are doing their own thing there's something wrong with this beer both both beers tasted like chemicals I don't know if the cans. So the what happens is he brews it in kegs and then he cans it. Cans some and then taps some for the restaurant. It tasted like chemicals. the 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 light pale ale tasted had an aftertaste like cherry chloroceptic. <laughs> cherry chloroceptic. Um. It, it was it was bad. Uh, we choked it down, of course, because it was extremely expensive. But um, the the nut brown ale also had a very chemical taste. I don't know if it was the sanitizer in the in the in the cans. I don't know what he was adding to the beer, but very very chemical taste and uh, not not enjoyable very much at all. But we also realized that. When you, when you have a brewery in a town that size in the middle of Kansas, you can pretty much sell whatever you want and people are going to buy it because it's. it didn't appear to me that there was any beer at the gas stations or anything like that. It, it kind of appeared that he was the only game in town. So it is what it is. Um, if you're heading through – do you remember what town that was? Quinter? If you're heading through Quinter, um, stop in at the center point, <laughs> the Center Pivot Brewery. And maybe get a sample of the beer before you buy it. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't try any in house. It might have been just the canned stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was it was what it was. Anyway, got up that day and we had a super long drive on Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday, we had a super long drive. It was extremely long for what we do. I shouldn't say it's super long. It's like 300 and some miles, but uh, we usually limit to under 300, usually under 250. And uh, so we took off. It was supposed to be a super easy drive straight across uh, straight across Kansas and then drop down into the corner of Oklahoma so we could cross that state off our map. Went fine. It went fine until we got to our location. And it was on a ranch in Oklahoma. Um, the directions were absolutely missing. Uh, the GPS, the GPS pin took us to some random field that gave us a uh, directions to some random spot on a back road uh, through the middle of a ranch with no directions, no um, nothing referencing where we were supposed to go, who were we were supposed to talk to, and when we got there, there was no cell phone signal. So we ended up dragging our our huge trailer down a cattle road um, through this ranch for seven extra miles, I think. And then looped around, got back to the um, got back to the beginning of the loop and finally got a hold of the lady. And she's like, oh, here, go to this mailbox and I'll meet you there. So after a seven, I think we were seven hour drive, we get there and we're dealing around with this bullshit. Uh, she takes us down the site we were supposed to get in. She didn't want to take us to. She took us down to this other field. And uh, as we were dragging the trailer in, we caught a stabilizer on the back uh, on the ditch that popped that like bent it back. We as we are turning the trailer around the the it was so bumpy that uh, the tail light caught the there's a light on the front of the trailer for like turning on when uh, you're hooking up and stuff uh, the hitch light hasn't worked since we got it i we never used it i have a light on my uh, trailer jack so it wasn't a big deal but it cracked the casing on that and uh we're gonna have to fix that and it's sealed up again and then after we parked and everything was just frustrating and it was hot and it was it was yeah it wasn't a good day i was getting everything set up and i had a can of um Uh, bug spray uh, can off in my hand and I lost my balance I tripped on a I don't know it's a grass clump or a hole in the field or whatever and I fell against the side of the camper and the heel of my hand was right on the ring on the bottom of the ring of the can the cylinder and it popped a c shaped hole in the siding of my camper Like, I leaned against it and literally popped. Corey could hear it inside. I was startled by how loud it was. But it was just, I think, the right angle, the right amount of pressure, and it popped like a C in. So, uh, more to fix, more to fix on the line. Um, I was able to fix that one on site. I had some old silicone and was able to jam it into the crack and then smooth it over. I'll have to fix it more when I get home because the silicone that I used was not um, not that great, and it um, so it's, it was not that great, and it's kind of sticky still. So I'll probably have to clean it all out and um, get that. And Jane and Pip and I says because duct tape, yeah, that's what we actually used to fix the light on the front. Uh, we just coat, wrapped it in duct tape, and I'll just uh, grab a new fitting or get that sealed up after stabilizer i was able to bend it back enough to use it it is a little crooked but it still functions and ironically it's the one that i've already replaced i i think uh cory likes to hit that ditch on the on the short side of the turn and catch that uh rear passenger stabilizer um it is what it is it is what it is uh as many miles and as many days if we as we've traveled if The list of things that have gone bad and broke on this trip is all that I have by the time we get home. Knock on wood that nothing major happens um, in the last two travel days, but um, it was great. It was great. Um, It's, uh, it is what it is. Shit happens and nothing major. Nobody's hurt. Nothing major has, uh, is going on. So I think we're okay. Um, Getting out of there was what it was. We had a pretty relatively good day yesterday, didn't we? Um, got here, came up a mountain. We're in uh, in very southwestern Missouri, up in the Ozarks. Beautiful site up on the top of a hill. Uh, it is kind of in a neighborhood. There are houses around, but there's four RV sites here. There's a hot tub. There's a uh, the host is pretty cool. She came out, basically greeted us in her sports bra and shorts, and said, uh, "Hey." just got out of the shower. Sorry. Uh, the rules here are no fighting and anything else you want to do. Go ahead. Uh, she said over by the hot tub, there's a sign that says, get naked. That's optional. Go ahead. If you want, I don't care. Corey and I looked at each other and went, Hmm. Okay. Interesting place. Uh, we're here for four days. Um, they have a couple cabins on site that were rented out last night, but there's four RV sites and we're the only ones booked. So, Basically, we're parked across um, across all four sites, so that's cool. That's cool. Um, it seems pretty. the The sunset over the hills, which the the hot tub overlooks, I think is the draw, uh, and it's in a bunch of the reviews that it's great. It's um, you know, it it's great. It's great. I, I think we'll be, we'll be happy here. It's supposed to be really warm. We have hookups, we have plugins. So hopefully the air conditioner holds out and everything goes well with that. So it is, it is, it is, it is. Um, let's see. Gingerbread says when I was going to full time, I found shocks that you can add to your trap your trailer axles, big trucks, big RV did a video. Oh, big truck, big RV did a video review on them. Um, he says, uh, driving trailers for a living trailer shocks are a game changer. Um, <laughs> pivot. says any Trek that doesn't need an insurance card or shell casings picked up is a decent day. Yeah. Um, we, we are pretty, we've gotten pretty lax. I don't want to say lax. Um, we've gotten pretty easygoing with our stuff. We have some tense moments, uh, especially after long drives and stuff, we're cranky and, um, we're getting set up. We kind of, I'm, I'm a bigger violator of this, but, uh, I'm a dick. Sometimes we get home or we get where we're at. We get where we're at. We're trying to get set up. And all I want to do is go in and sit down after I've been sitting in the truck all day. But I, I got a short fuse at that point And I usually come around and apologize after, um, and we get, we get it done. We get it figured out. Um, we work well together and we work well enough together to make it work. So Corey and I, Corey and I on the road and the dogs the dogs. So, uh, we're here for four days. Like I said, then we have, uh, we have one stop before we're back to Tennessee. And then it sounds like we're probably going to sit in Tennessee till spring, uh, planning possibly a couple of uh, shorter trips. Um, Before spring, if we can, if we want to get out, we want to get on the road again. But uh, we've really come to the conclusion that uh, we're we're happiest traveling once or twice, one or two days at most, and then sitting down for a minimum of two to three days, likely a week. We really enjoyed the travel schedule of traveling on Saturdays and then spending a week and traveling every Saturday. And uh, that worked out really well for us, especially with Corey working uh, her day job and um, traveling, having a day off on Sunday and then working for the week and, and then moving the following Saturday. I think that's what we want to do. We really couldn't do that on this trip because we just didn't have enough time. We had to go so far and loop back and wanted to be back in Tennessee uh, for some stuff going on here in the next couple of weeks. So it was a kind of an out and back. We traveled four days in a row on the way up. And then we sat for four days, moved, sat for four days. And then five days in a row, we traveled till we got here and we're sitting down for four days. Yeah. I don't think we like it. I think uh, two, one to two is optimal. One is optimal. One day of traveling and then sit for at least a couple days. Two days is, uh, is doable. Three days is about our max. I think, I don't think we'll do more than three days in a row, again, unless there is a specific place we need to be in a, in a very, very, very quick time. So um, it is what it is. We are sitting down today. Um, bonk was wondering how many miles we do. bonk you're going to have to uh, wait till next Monday night. I'm getting all that added out um, and uh, added up round trip. We'll do stats. We'll, uh, we'll give mileage days and uh, states and all that next Monday night. I don't have it out. Um, I think we were, what was it? 2000 mile round trip, 3000 mile. I can't remember what we, uh, we figured out at the beginning. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot all the way from Tennessee to South Dakota, through Wyoming, back down through the middle of the country to uh, Tennessee again. So enough, enough, but there will be a, a recap after that. Gingerbread says he does 550 a day. We do um, 250 usually is uh, where we're at, and we do that for a purpose. We do that in case something goes sideways, in case we get stuck on a muddy Colorado road. Uh, we were still set up and relaxing by five o'clock in the evening. I'm pretty sure. Um, so those shorter days, uh, if everything goes smooth, then we're we're uh, we're having fun by uh, you know two o'clock in the afternoon. If shit goes sideways, we have some time to make adjustments, figure it out and do what we need to do. And if we need to go to a different site for some reason, we have time to find one and drive there and still get a decent night's sleep or uh, get what we need done. So we're sitting down for four days right now. There is a big reason for that uh, on my end. Well, Corey had to work. She needed to get some stuff done. They asked her to uh, to see because we were taking such a long time, like three weeks off. Uh, She said that she could work here and there spotty in the, in the meantime, but um, I have an exciting thing on Wednesday and it's probably, it might end up being one of the most exciting things (laughs) for the year. I don't know. Topping that shower, um, that shower in Texas is tough. And then topping uh, uh, getting our South Dakota residency taken care of is a second tough, but I get to be on TSP on Wednesday, guys. If you're going to be around um, check that out, check it out live. I, I don't know what time I think we're at 11, but uh, going on and talking to Jack, it's something I've uh, been contemplating doing for a long time. I've listened to Jack for a long time, and I'm really excited to go on and share our story uh, on his show. So that'll be super cool. Check that out on Wednesday. Um, other than that, item of the day, pet safe dog ramp. We've been using that a ton. We use it to get the dogs in and out of the camper. We use it to get the dogs in and out of the truck. Um, they work. We, we bought multiple ones. I did have an issue with the extra long one, uh, but that was kind of uh, our fault. It was extended all the way out. The dog was going down, got spooked, stopped in the middle. I had to jump up in the air and I literally landed on the center of the ramp with the dog weight on it and it bent. I can't imagine the weight that that was with the force of me dropping down with the dog on it, me jumping on it. It was too much for that ramp. Un likely situation unless you have a 175 pound dog that likes to just stop in mid walk and you are a 250 pound man jumping up in the air and dropping on the ramp other than that i think it'll be fine i think it'll be fine but the 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 shorter ones the large the medium uh tough as nails the extra large is a little wobbly but it's just because it's longer and it's not meant to hold like 800 pounds so check it out if you got a dog that you want to get into a truck into the back of an SUV, in and out of a travel trailer, in and out of your house, up and down on your bed. It's got a variety of uses. Check it out, the pet safe dog ramp, link in the video description and the audio notes for the review we did of it. And also a link to Amazon where you can pick them up there. They're not bad, it's not bad as far as price and they're definitely quality. Other than that, uh, tonight, check out Duction Cups. Duction Cups on lots to talk about. I will be putting all that stuff together right here after the show and get that link out there. I'll shoot it off to Pip, uh, Lisa, and AJ. They can spread it around. I'll spread it around. You guys are going to want to check it out, and um, it'll be great. It was good. I enjoyed talking about it. I jo- enjoyed talking about their story and hearing it straight from the duck's mouth. And, uh, yeah, I th- I hope you guys enjoy it, too. With that, guys, uh, let's wrap it up for a Monday. We will be still be here in Missouri Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we're taking off uh, on the road again after the show Thursday morning and heading back to Tennessee. So if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at lotsproject.com or on Nostra Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 Value for Value Podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you tomorrow.